Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi aliyya dhati azim al-sifati samiyya al-simati kabir al-sha'an Dalil al-qadir al-rafi' al-dhikri muta'i al-amri jalil al-burhan Fakhim al-ismi ghazil ilmi wasil ilmi kathir al-ghufran Jamil al-thana'i jazil ata'i mijib al-du'a'i amim al-ihsan سري الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوت بشرح الصد ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن تقوام لك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الطاعة ومن طاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن عص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ودعوه فإنه مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا قوامين لله شهداء بالقسط ولا يجرمنكم شنآن قوم على ألا تعدلوا اعدلوه وأقربوا للتقوى واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون Over the past so many days, we continue to watch and observe in horror the tragedy and the travesty and the oppression and the indiscriminate violence against our brothers and sisters in Palestine, specifically in Gaza. And there, this is something we have been talking about for a number of days for the past week or so and something that we need to continue to talk about. I wanted to address something very specifically related to the tragic events as they are unfolding. Something that I personally also felt and I have fielded and received inquiries and I've had conversations with dozens and dozens of people in the community expressing a similar sentiment. So I felt that it was relevant and pertinent 
for us to speak about it here today. And that is, as we continue, and this is a part of just the tragedy of just the times and the culture that we live in, whereas we continue to watch the numbers climb, we're so sometimes fixated on just information. We should definitely be informed, but the way we process information and how we're watching like a counter just go up in numbers. As if we were watching the counter of, you know, some type of game. Like you're watching the score of the game and you see the score going up. They've dehumanized. Human life has become so, you know, cheap and without value. They've done this. That we watch the number of People killed, people, lives destroyed, lives taken. We watch those numbers rack up and climb, and it's so inhumane. It's no different than like watching the score of a game just going up. And it's gut-wrenching, and there are moments where you sit there and it just... It, it's heavy on the soul. All the loss. And so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet ﷺ a long, long time ago, more than 1400 years ago, while the Prophet ﷺ was watching Sahaba being murdered in the streets in Mecca and being forced out of their homes, being tortured to death, when the Prophet ﷺ was watching people being hunted down in the hills and the mountains outside of Mecca, when the Prophet ﷺ had to hold in the battlefield of Badr the dying body of his own cousin and his companions, when the Prophet ﷺ had to bury loved ones and friends and students and people that were like little brothers and sons to him, in the aftermath of the battle of Uhud, when the Prophet ﷺ had to watch his entire community starve to the brink of death in, in Khandaq, it wasn't easy. And Allah told the Prophet ﷺ at that time, وَكُلَّنَّ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُلِ مَا نُثَبِّتُ بِهِ فُؤَدَكَ that all these stories of the prophets that we are telling you in the Qur'an, these are not entertainment. These are not just a good pastime. These are not bedtime stories. These definitely, these are not fables and fairy tales. These are not even historical accounts, like we're just, oh, interesting, we're reading history. No, no, no. All of it. All these stories of the prophets that we're telling you. It is to actually give you strength when you need it most. It is to give you hope when you need it most. It is to comfort you and to console you when you are suffering. When your heart is broken. When you're angry or you're sad. You're frustrated, you're upset. This will help you through it.
And so thinking, experiencing that same kind of sadness and frustration and anger and disappointment and all the array, the whole spectrum of emotions that we are experiencing, witnessing this, and then unfortunately, no matter how hard we try to block out the noise, hearing the conversation surrounding it, it's, it's very difficult. It's very heavy on the heart and on the soul. And that's when I had to remind myself of what Allah said. And what Allah told the Prophet What the Prophet There are half a dozen or more instances when someone came to the Prophet and was struggling and was upset or was beat down, was feeling defeated. And the Prophet would say, The people that were, came before you this is what happened with them. Connect with that. Find strength. When the Prophet ﷺ was surrounded and they were trying to kill him and assassinate him, what did Allah say? There are people who have walked your path before you. Find strength and comfort by returning to that. So especially the loss of life and this magnitude of loss of life it's so mind-numbing so I looked for some hope and inspiration in the book of Allah and I was reminded of a very powerful incident that Allah tells us about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Musa alayhi salam to Fir'aun and told him to call him to Allah and tell him, فَأَرْسِلْ مَعَيَّ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ Release Bani Israel from subjugation and enslavement and oppression and violence. And he was given miracles. And when Musa demonstrated the miracles that Allah gave him, Fir'aun tried to find a way to be able to spin it. We see the spin happening even today. There's always some kind of a spin. There's always some kind of an angle. There's some way to obfuscate the truth and distract people from the reality. So what did he say? He said that this is You're a magician. You're a sorcerer. You're a charlatan. You're playing games with our minds. So the verses go on, but essentially, he said, "In hadani lasahirani yuridani an yukhrijakum min ardikum bisihrima wayadhababi tariqatikum ulmuthla." They are using their sorcery, their magic, and today the accusations would be of all kinds of other things, but they are using their sorcery, their magic, to oust you from your land. The irony. And they want to ruin your way of life. So then he amassed together all the talent he could find of all the, you know, um, 
magicians or illusionists and everybody who practiced these kinds of parlor tricks all throughout the land gathered them all together amassed them all into one place and said I want you to confront Moses and Harun Musa and Harun alayhim as-salam قَالُوا يَا مُوسَىٰ إِمَّا أَن تُلْقِيَ وَإِمَّا أَن نَكُونَ أَوَّلَ مَنَ الْقَىٰ They said, Musa, will you go first or should we go first? Musa alayhi salam said, بَلْ أَلْقُوا يَا go first. فَإِذَا حِبَالُهُمْ وَعِصِيُّهُمْ يُخَيَّلْ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسْعَىٰ When they threw down their staffs, they played some kind of trick or illusion where it looked like to all the onlookers, the audience that had gathered to witness the spectacle, it looked to them as if their sticks were moving. فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً مُوسَىٰ Initially, Musa السلام, felt a little intimidated by the situation. He did. But then, قُلْنَا لَا تَخَفْ Allah comforted him. Allah consoled him. Allah gave him strength. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَعْلَىٰ You will win. Allah told Musa السلام, victory will be yours. You are the one who will come out on top. وَأَلْقِ مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ تَلْقَفْ مَا صَنَعُوا إِنَّمَا صَنَعُوا كَيْدُ سَاحِرُ وَلَا يُفْلِحُ السَّاحِرُ حَيْثُ وَأَتَعُ Allah commanded Musa alayhi salam throw down your staff and it will devour and it will dismantle this trickery that they are engaging in because these deceptive kind of people, deceivers, they never ultimately succeed. فَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدًا And then all the magicians they fell down in sujood before. Uh, before witnessing the power and the might and the majesty of Allah. قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ هَارُونَ وَمُوسَىٰ And then they believed in the message of Musa alayhi salam. But this is the part that I wanted to mention here. قَالَ آمَنْتُمْ لَهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ آذَنَ لَكُمْ Fir'aun was outraged. He said, you believed in Moses. You followed Moses and I didn't give you permission to do so. And he says to them, إِنَّهُ لَكَبِيرُكُمُ الَّذِي عَلَّمَكُمُ السِّحْرِ Y'all were in on it together all the time, the whole time. فَلَأُقَطِّعَنَّ أَيْدِيَكُمْ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ مِنْ خِلَافٍ I'm going to string you up, I'm going to sever your limbs from your body, your arm of the right side, your leg of the left side, I will maim you, I will mutilate you, I will commit horrible acts and atrocities and and do all of this to you, I will disfigure you. Then while I have maimed and dismembered you and mutilated you, while you are bleeding out as it is, I will then hang you from trees. I will commit one of the greatest atrocities that this world has ever seen. And the narrations mentioned Ibn Kathir, Imam Al-Qurtubi, Al-Alusi, Ar-Razi, all the Mufassirun, they bring these narrations that they say that some narrations mentioned there were 70,000 of them. The Sahirun, there were 70,000 of them. The mind can't even process. Like dismembering and maiming 70,000 human beings and then hanging 70,000 human beings from trees. Like, where do you even find 70,000 trees to do that? It's just, it's unfathomable. And the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let me read the ayat. 
ولا اصلي بنكم في جذوع النخل اي وهنج يو ولا تعلمون اينا اشد عذابا وابقى دن يو نو هو يو ريلي شود فير يو فير موزس از جاد يو شود فير مي سيز فرعون قالوا they respond understanding and knowing what's on the line lan nu'thiraka ala ma ja'ana min al-bayyinat you can threaten us if you want you can do whatever it is that you are capable of but we will never defer to you over the truth what's right is right what's wrong is wrong and you cannot make us give up what's right walladhi fatarana We are devoted and dedicated to our Lord. Faqdi ma anta qadin. Do what you can. Do what you will. Do your worst. Inna ma taqdi hadhihi al-hayat ad-dunya. What's the most you can do? You can end, quote unquote, you can end our lives in this world, in this dunya. Inna amanna bi rabbina. We have believed in our Lord. Liaghfir lana khatayana wa ma akrahtana alayhi min as-sihr. And our Lord will forgive us for our misdeeds. And our Lord will forgive us for anything wrong we might have done out of compulsion of dealing with you. Any missteps that we might have made dealing with you, Allah will forgive us for that as well. Wallahu khairun wa abqa. God is better and longer lasting everlasting and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the verdict and by giving us the verdict this is the mercy of Allah Allah does not explicitly tell us what happened but Allah gives us the verdict the end conclusion instead you know sometimes you skip over some a very graphic scene that's what Allah does Allah skips over that part But the Quran makes it obvious and the Mufassirun explained to us in case somebody doesn't read between the lines. Fir'aun actually committed this atrocity. He maimed, disfigured 70,000 human beings for no other reason than who they were and what they believed. And then he, while they were already, some half of them dead, half of them dying, then he hung them from trees and left their bodies hanging there and left their you know severed limbs lying around on the ground and let everything rot and decompose in plain sight he committed this atrocity but what did allah say innahu man ya'ti rabbahu mujriman fa inna lahu jahannam whoever goes and stands before allah as a criminal having committed this having committed what these people are doing right now killing thousands and thousands of innocent people children fa inna lahu jahannam that person is destined and doomed for the fire of hell la yamutu fiha wa la yahya they will not live therein nor will they be allowed to die they will be made to suffer for all of eternity may allah protect us wa man ya'tihi mu'minan 
But whoever goes before Allah with iman, with humility, with submission. This person at least strived, tried to do the right thing. For them will be the highest stages in paradise. Such high stages in paradise, our Messenger of Allah وسلم, told his beloved wife, our mother, Aisha Siddiqa, radiallahu ta'ala anha, that our Aisha, the, the, the sky, the ceiling, the top of your paradise will be the Arsh of Ar-Rahman, will be the throne of God. Every time you want to look at God, you will just look up and you can see Him. The highest stages in paradise. Jannatu adnin tajri min anhar. They will be in gardens of paradise, rivers for all of eternity, rivers and streams flowing from beneath these gardens. Khalidin afiha, enjoying them, their, enjoying their, uh, their, their bliss for all of eternity therein. tazakka. This is the reward of those who stuck to the right thing. They stuck to what was right and correct. They committed to following what is good, what is right, and what is correct. This is the comfort and the consolation, the strength, the iman, the conviction that we can find in the Qur'an. There's a lot of noise outside and I don't know how well somebody, maybe you're better at it than I am, but it's hard to just deal with all the misinformation and all the noise and all the distractions out there. But we can always come back to the book of Allah and come back to the life of the Prophet and cleanse, purge all that filth and misinformation from our hearts and our souls and recalibrate ourselves. It's like, you know, when you wear glasses and you clean your glasses and you put them on and then you can see clearly again, that's what the Qur'an does. Literally, The hadith of the Prophet the Qur'an says, your heart becomes stained, dirty, smudged. You can't see clearly. And then the Prophet says that the remembrance of Allah, the Qur'an, is the cleansing of that. So it's like cleansing your lenses and then putting them back on and then you can see once again clearly. We need to come back to the Qur'an, we need to come back to life of the Prophet so that we can see things clearly. And I wanted to end and conclude with this as a reminder to myself, as a reminder to all of you, and also as a warning to the rest of the world that might not see things clearly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah number 5, in surah al-Ma'idah, in ayah number 8, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, kunu qawwamina lillah. Remember that you have to stand before God. Shuhada'a bil qist. And that you will have to bear witness, you will have to testify against yourself, honestly, because no one will be allowed to lie on the day of judgment. You can lie right now. You can have propaganda, you can have this PR machine, you can have all the other tricks of the trade. But on the day of judgment, nobody gets to lie. The mouths will be sealed. Their own hands will speak against them. Their feet will testify against them about what they actually did. 
Shuhada'a bilqist. We will all have to testify against our own selves on the day of judgment in front of Allah, and we cannot lie on that stage on that mo- at that moment. Do not let the transgressions of any group of people cause you to become unjust. That's the call of the Qur'an. That is our call today. Be fair and be just. Be fair and be just. Because that is what is closest to Allah. If you want to be close to Allah, you want to be in the good graces of Allah, you hope to be a recipient of the mercy of Allah, you hope to attain salvation, when standing before Allah, be fair and be just. Let us all remember, remind ourselves, remind those around us in our community to continue to stick to adal, to continue to stick to fairness and justice. Talking about it, demanding it, and praying for it, working towards it. And let us also issue that warning against the rest of humanity as well. Tell them, That Allah is establishing the proof. Allah, this moment right now will be a proof on behalf of many people and it will be a proof against many, many people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the right side of that scale. بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انسل الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم اهدنا واهدبنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم أحسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها واجنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم انصر إخواننا في فلسطين اللهم انصر إخواننا في كل مكان قال الله عز وجل إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الصلاة